The Dream 3 Podcast, episode 24. We're going to call this one Doomsday. We're back in your life. Myself, Showtime Sports Cards, and Doughboy Sports Cards 1. Neil, we had a great weekend of football. We have a lot of card stuff to talk about. Uh, first off, let's thank our sponsors. As always, Slab Saver, protectorslabs.com. If you use code DREAM3, you're going to get 10% off your order. Graded card solutions, that's gradedship.com. Use code DREAM15 to get 15% off your order because you know you don't trust the postal service to ship your cards. Make sure they're packaged properly. Finally, Prospect Cards, www.prospect.cards. If you're worried about those eBay fees, 12 13%, use code DREAM3. You're going to get a 0% seller fee for two months, and then after that, it's only going to go up to like 2%. And finally, Nation Golf. If you like the classic golf wear, visit our friend's at uh, Nation Golf Company. That's nationgolfco.com. So we had a great week of football, um, a great weekend of football, best playoff games we've seen in a long time. Um, we had, you know, some major card news and not in the good portions. We had great stuff off of PWCC auctions. You know, we had a bunch of stuff, but we have a special guest for this episode. And a guy that we've uh, we've tagged into a bunch of stuff. He's got a great following. If you follow him on Instagram, it's retro.boomin. He's got 67,000 followers. He is the bar stool of the sports card market. I want to welcome our friend Jimmy to the stream. Jimmy, thanks for coming on, man. Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing well, brother. Doing well. I appreciate you taking the time tonight to, to join us. For those who are not familiar with you or follow you on your Instagram, kind of Give the background story for our listeners of, you know, how you started off in the card game um, or the sports game and worked your way to where you are now. Like, you know, what's your first recollection of cards? Who do you PC, et cetera, et cetera? Sure. Well, uh, you know, I started, um, you know, pretty much full time about three years ago. Um, you know, just kind of, you know, probably about a, a year, a little less before kind of the boom took place and before, before the pandemic there. So thankfully I got in. Um, you know, a little bit before uh, things kind of took off and, and uh, you know, some things reached kind of astronomical prices. But uh, so that kind of got my foot in the door. And then, you know, I fell in love with it. I've always been a sports, uh, you know, guy growing up, I always played sports and I actually coached basketball too. So I've always had a background, um, you know, whether it's been playing or in the coaching realm, um, I've always been involved with it. So when I was able to, you know, move this into, you know, kind of my full-time gig and, and be able to combine business and sports and uh, incorporate both is uh, kind of been, uh, you know, a dream come true for me. So uh, that's that's kind of how I got started. And then as far as, um, you know, I, I kind of just, like everyone else, it's been a learning curve. You know, when I first got into it, I had, uh, you know, some knowledge of card collecting and investing. And then, um, you know, the first, you know, five, six, eight months, I really spent a lot of time just uh, diving full in, listening to a lot of, you know, different podcasts, reading a lot and just kind of getting myself um, in tune with the current market and the current, you know, hobby and, and what was going on. And um, so thankfully, I didn't really make any, um, you know, too many or large purchases that I regretted. You know, thankfully, I did my homework ahead of time. Um, but I've just been able to really have fun with it. You know, I try and take it not too serious, um, as far as, you know, if you follow me and some of the content that I put out, I just try and keep, keep it light. And, um, because like, obviously like we'll, we'll get into later on, like the hobby can be you know pretty serious and can get kind of like grim at some point. So when, 
Um, I'm able to kind of keep things light and uh, just make people laugh. I try and do that. So I try and, uh, you know, keep things fun as far as, you know, interactive, uh, whether it's sports or movies or, you know, kind of current pop culture, just kind of fun to, uh, you know, engage people in different ways that maybe aren't exactly sports card related. Yeah. And that's kind of, kind of why we started this podcast was, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, that do sports card podcasts, but sure. they, we all feel like, every person has their own agenda and or pushes the narrative for, you know, maybe a, a, a certain company or to, you know, Neil's favorite, favorite guy who tries to push the market into, you know, buying one certain card. So that value goes up yeah. or something <laughs> like that. So, you know, we created this just cause we're no nonsense. We have no dog in the race. We just start sure. collecting. We want to talk to other people who get into this hobby. So, right. Yeah, no, it, it's great to have people that, that do it for the fun and the love and not just like, you know, what card collecting seems to be after the boom is the money game. And right. it, it, it's, it's lost. I don't, it hasn't fully lost its luster, but a lot of people are getting turned the wrong way mm -hmm. uh, than sure. from when we started. Right. Jimmy, did you ever, were you ever in the shoe game at all before this? You know, I never really got into it as far as like, um, you know, the kids waiting outside of Foot Locker or, you know, finish yeah. line waiting for releases and things like that. I never really um, spent a lot of time on it. So like, I know a lot of the guys, uh, you know, transferred kind of from, you know, whether it was flipping sneakers beforehand and kind of have moved themselves into, um you know, cards, um, whether that be because shoes were, you know, starting to get harder to get kind of like how, you know, sports cards have become harder to get just like that. Um, so no, I didn't ever have a really a background in shoes, um, or sneakers or anything like that. My background was just primarily in, uh, sports coaching and, uh, playing sports throughout my, uh, childhood. I've, uh, I've, I've noticed and I think I think it's been brought up just in other podcasts and I think around just the, the hobby as a whole that a lot of what we're seeing now are these these uh, the shoe game guys yeah. are coming in. Now, I'm not saying all of them are bad, right? Uh, but the shoe game guys are coming in and they're they're turning everything into like a flip or or they're really just trying to like pump market and then dump sure. it. And, and then and they're taking that that you know, the same kind of tactics that they use to be able to get themselves up in the shoe game. They're bringing that over to the cards. And it's, I, I don't want to say the cards are cards are better as a collectability and like true collectors, because I, there are, I respect that there are true collectors in the shoe game. Sure. But it seems like it's kind of like it was the end thing to do. And now the end thing to do is to come and do cards. And it's, 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 I think it's brought us to what we've seen probably in the last, I don't know, two months, just over and over again. You got people who back out of deals or people mm -hmm. who like will commit to something. And then all of a sudden they'll be like, nah, dude, someone offered me more over the weekend and I'm going to take that offer. Or you see backyard breaks doing a giveaway and then right. they pull the kaboom off. And they're like, nah, we ain't giving that away. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Mark's cards, Mark's cards is a million dollars of debt to PSA. And right. You know, and he's he's supposed to be doing good by being able to drop off subs to, to PSA directly. Yeah, right. And it's just it's it you know, I brought this up to Caleb. I was like, you know, 
are we at the point where like the like every every person who's coming to the hobby influencers and whatnot or it, like is vegas dave gonna be right <laughs> you know right like we because well, let's be honest vegas dave's a clown mm -hmm. but at the same time like you look at some of the things that are going recently and you're like you know what's what's going to happen from here on right you know because because i mean the hobby was in a good place you know literally a year from now mm -hmm. uh, it was starting to really just pick up yeah and now it's just it's i don't want to say it's stagnant because there are areas that improve mm -hmm. um i think if you look across the board at you know what happened this past weekend in the nfl like you know evan mcpherson is selling for 250 dollars for a mosaic car <laughs> right, right and like joe burrow is going through the roof so uh -huh. gabriel davis's movement. cards are going hand over fist on ebay right now yeah right. like there's definitely movement now but it's it's almost like it money is very hard to come by mm -hmm. so it's so when money's hard to come by mostly because of the downturn in the last year sure it's it's tough to it's tough to move stuff and start it's tough to move into stuff right you know no, I, yeah i totally agree but, but i mean i don't know it doomsday do i really think so no i i don't but i think there's there's something to be had where this market you, you really just got to be careful and you got to be 100%. smart and you got to do the reps mm -hmm. you know kind of what you were explaining like you got to do the reps you got to mm -hmm. you got to take take the time to digest what's going on in the market you gotta right. read you gotta do your your research on podcasts listen to what other people are saying mm -hmm. you know and then make your own informed decision so right yeah you know, a testament to you and what what you're saying you know you, you got to do the reps to be able to understand what to do and do the right thing in the hobby yeah 100 percent. yeah i totally agree yeah there's too many people like you, we feel that when we call it doomsday i think it's more of a greed thing than anything else like out of when the when the boom happened what did we see everybody became a breaker Every, <laughs> right. everybody yeah, I mean, became did. a breaker and we did i mean we did it for six months or so and then you know now you have people who you're trying to buy that retail product so you can sell it 20 to 30 to 50 percent high so that person can buy something hopefully sell that card to make their money back on a hope or you're trying to buy to resell and hopefully that person's trying to resell to resell so it's right. become uh, it's become a greed thing and you know that's kind of that's why we have all these base base cards that got sent to psa for the quick flip um and, and turn this into the junk slab era 100 percent so yeah. it, it when when I think of the doomsday uh, of sports cards, it's not that the sports card market's going to crash. Like that's, it'll never crash. I mean, it, it has peaks and valleys just like anything else. Um, but it it it's just the greed. It's the influx of greed. And yeah. I, I think Neil, you br bring up a good point. It's the the younger generation, like younger than me, like thirty. <laughs> maybe 25 and younger right. like uh, the quick flip shoe gamers yeah. that you see on youtube Jimmy, all the are you time. 25 how old are you? i'm 30 no you're good okay. all right so, so i'm the consider me yeah. you are the youngest one here okay. well, i'm the baby <laughs> it's, like, it's all your your, your people's fault Neil. that's right hey, yeah. i will tell you this the people the people just below me there's some dumb there's some dumb people out there there's some <laughs> yeah. greedy people they're stupid and greedy yes of course of course
Yeah. Um, yep. So, you know, hopefully we see a change. You know, let's let's kind of jump into that Mark's Cards thing, Neil. If you kind of would explain to people who haven't heard about it, who Mark's Cards is, what happened with PSA, and kind of some of the people that it affected and had to come out and put state, statements of, of their yeah. side of the story. So, Jimmy, did you did you follow this? Have you followed this at all? Yeah, I mean, I I'm sure you guys are more in tune with it than I am. I, 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 I've I, I've just been kind of you know following along from uh, you know what I see and uh, you know people's stories and whatnot. I mean, just from the the basic rundown from what I've uh, come to understand is that basically he was having people pay up front right for PSA subs, so they'd, they'd send him the money, send him the cards. And then he would drop the cards off. And then obviously, you know, like PSA, they're not going to charge until those grades pop. So he was using the money. Well, we ended up finding out that he was using the money allegedly to buy uh, his card shop essentially, or use the funds not for grading fees and Mm -hmm. use them for something else. And now these cards are um, popping, if you want to say, as far as on the grade reports and they're becoming ready. And so they're time to pay and, he doesn't have the money to pay, and now he's claiming that he's going to file bankruptcy. And so now there's, I know Card Collector Two had cards, uh, you know, that he was subbing through him. And so now I just know it's it's a big mess right now that they're trying to straighten out between PSA and Mark's cards. And now everyone who submitted cards uh, hopefully can get them back. So yeah, no, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. I I don't have anything more to add to that. All I will say is check out the statement i'm sure you can find it on instagram or facebook there's a statement released by psa on regards to mark's cards and there's a statement um a video from ryan who owns card collector too um look at those statements you know um and just do your best to make your own judgment Mm -hmm. i'm i'm not gonna side i'm not gonna say that i'm pro anyone but just because it's like I don't know the entire situation. Yeah, right. Same here. Yeah. Sure. But I live five minutes from Ryan's shop, and I know Ryan. Mm-hmm. I know a good person. What what a good person he is. Yeah. You know, he posts all the time when he does stuff. So when you see him fly out to California, and you're like, and, you know, and and go do and go sit in a Canes for four hours to pay his hundred twenty thousand dollars to go get his cards back for his people. Right. Twice. Yeah, like, I, like that's what Ryan does. Like he cares about he cares about his people, his following, sure, and he cares about you know his brand. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Ryan would try and screw anybody over. I yeah. don't know how he could because he pays right. everything up front. So, right. you know, but I mean, that's just that's me. That's what I've sure. seen. Yep. You know, from my own personal experiences and interactions with Ryan. You know, when he first opened his shop up to where he moved now. That's that's just that's all that's all I could say. Yeah, I mean it, it's good business practices, and like Ryan said in his statement, like you know, the customer trusts him to get his car get their cards graded. So if it you know if he's the middleman to another party, you know he feels the obligation to to step up and make it right. Sure, and kudos to him. And you know, you, you got to be if you sub cards, you either you have to be just like anything else in this game, you have to do your research and mm-hmm. you have to make sure that you're with somebody who's quality. Like, you know, forever we've trusted Ryan card collector too. Right. We've trusted, we've trusted clay cards, 
you know, we're, we're very picky on, on who subs our stuff, but mm-hmm. high quality, you know, people that do that, get on a plane, go pay another $120,000 out of the profit of his own shop mm-hmm. to help get his customers cards back. Like that's what a, that's what a real businessman does. That's not, that's not a knock against Mark Mark's cards because right. you know, who, who knows what, what, what happened and yeah. this and that. So, right. you know, but that's, as a business person, that's what you do to take care of your customers. And even though you have to pay, you know, you're paying $240,000 total in the long run, because of what you've done, the customer is going to take care of you for what they did to it. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, I grew up, you know, my family owned different uh, businesses and restaurants and it's the same thing. I mean, like, you know, there's times as a business owner where, you know, that's part of the risk that you're taking. Um, and same thing. It's like, if, even if you are the middleman, um, you know, you kind of got to know, I guess, um, you know, who you're associate, not saying like you said that like Mark's cards is a bad guy. I don't know him at all, honestly. So, you know, I just, I, I just know a lot of people in this hobby over the last year, two years have over leveraged themselves. And I just think he kind of fell victim to, you know, kind of, you know, those decision-making then, uh, Unfortunately, it wasn't just, um, you know, that decision isn't just affecting him. It's it's now affecting a lot of other people. So that's just, I guess, the biggest unfortunate thing, you know. Yeah. I In, in the end, I just hope everybody gets cards back. Yeah, exactly. At least graded, right. you know, of some sort. Of some sort. or And, something. and if, at the end of the day, worst case back. scenario, hopefully at least the people yeah. get, get the get right your, cards back. Like, get your base Kobe White nines out of the PSA pop, please. Backlog, right? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Thanks to people like that who are <laughs> you're my Darius Garland from, <laughs> right. from 2019. No, so. But I, I, I think another thing, you know, Mars cards, because they were they were putting the money allegedly back into a sports card shop, and I mm-hmm. think over the last year, how many sports card shops like brick and mortar have popped up? I mean, you, you, you too many. Like before yes. the boom, think about it, Neil. How many could you name in Indianapolis? I could two. name two. Two. That's it. Now there's like five or six. Yeah, two. There's and, five or six in. Indianapolis, there's like, I think there's like three or four in Columbus. And, and these guys are just, except for one, one's a breaker and the rest are normal brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. Does that does that help or hurt the hobby long term? I mean, I think, well, it, I think two things. Well, per- personally, I think Panini, like, and when they do their distributions, like, they, they, they pretty much force you to have a brick and mortar now. So, I think that's partially you could put some of the blame on them um, mm-hmm. because basically they're saying we're not going to give you product unless you open up a, a brick and mortar store, which I don't, you know, in the year 2022, in the middle of a pandemic, I don't think necessarily, you know, forcing all these people to become brick and mortar uh, business owners, may, you know, may have been the smartest idea. I think, you know, they could have approached it some other ways, but I do put some of the blame on, you know, the manufacturers slash the distributors. Um, but as well, I, I, you know, you gotta, they also didn't force these people to open up these brick and mortar stores as well. I mean, they're adults. So they, you know, if they made bad business decisions and didn't really, really calculate, um, you know, their overhead or or what it's going to take to actually run a business from month to month and from year to year, just kind of go into it and hope that you're going to make a profit. 
that's just not how a successful business is going to, um, you know, run. Unfortunately, that's just, you know, you're not going to find, you're not going to just get lucky, you know, and, and open up shop and all of a sudden you're in the green. It's just very rarely does that happen with a business and especially with sports cards because it's such a small niche, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. So especially like, like you said, you know, Panini has certain requirements and, you know, when we had Mark Slater on who, you know, just opened another brick and mortar and he was telling me, you know, he meets all the, the requirements for, for, you know, tops, obviously not tops anymore, but uh, Panini and everything mm-hmm. that you need to get on that list. Now with, Basically, everybody in Panini's next going to go to Fanatics. How do you think that's going to change the game long term? Do you think Fanatics is going to keep that same same style of you need to have this, this, and this to be to get leverage on our products, or do we think the game's going to change with Fanatics coming in? See, I don't. Yeah, I don't think um, Fanatics kind of has that mindset of the brick and mortar just because of the, of so much of what they do right now with their online marketplace, as far as licensed fan gear, licensed pretty much everything you can name of, you know, name of, excuse me, they have on their website. So they've really created um, a really successful distribution chain without having to f- force people into like a brick and mortar scenario. So they're able to distribute these um, large amount of products and large uh, categories of products basically on their websites using different drops and different methods. So they already have like the technical infrastructure set up. So I think what you're going to see them do is just do a lot of these releases right online. Um, And they may do some of like the, obviously the private allocations to brick and mortars, but I think also um, if they were smart, they would open it up to um, not just brick and mortars, but I think people that, um, you know, maybe want to just run like their online breaking business or whatever it is. But I just, I just personally think fanatics is going to change it and maybe update their, uh, marketing and distribution method a little bit as far as like what they, uh, go about as far as how they distribute the products. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I think it's, I think fanatics, the, fanatics as a whole is such a successful business i'm sure they whatever logistical things they 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 will get that down and that won't be an issue for them and they'll probably end up being a one-stop shop you know buying grading because i believe they are already have their own slabs yeah i've seen them like acquired didn't they acquire a company a grading company they i think they i'm not sure if they acquired a grading company but like i've seen like they do kind of have their own slabs. Like um, I know like for some of their odd, like it's, it's not graded, but it's like their own plastic encasing. And then like on the top where like the PSA like authentication. label. Would, yeah. It's basically just says like, you know, their, their label and like fanatics on top, you know? So I have seen those, but um, yeah, I could definitely see them kind of turning it into um, like a one-stop shop. Like you said, almost have the, the open like first sale market and then have the, uh, ability to you know grade right there and then you know i've heard the possibilities of them even having their own like secondary marketplace right on there as well yep. but uh so i don't know we'll see what happens but they're pretty smart i mean um you know i mean like josh luber who started StockX, i mean he's you know the head of uh what the the card division of fanatics so he's you know a smart uh individual as far as you know how to um you know, be updated on uh, product releases and being how to make that, you know, not such a, a, 
um, chunky process, make it smooth. And so people can get products that want the products and, and not have to wait months to, to get the product. Just, just bring back top scrum basketball and football. That's all I ask. Right. After that, no, that'd, care yeah, that'd be sweet. Uh, yeah. so it'd be interesting to see what happens for sure. It will yeah. be. So Neil, we had a big kind of auction weekend from PWCC and had some big, Big card number, especially with NFL playoff weekend. We even had some yeah. basketball cards that that hit some high numbers. So, kind of, what did we see this weekend that was pretty amazing? Jimmy, I'll ask. Did you bid on anything? I did not. I did not. <laughs> what What are you What are you collecting right now? Or me do you collect right now? Um, you know, it, it changes. You know, so often. But like, you know, so many other people. You know, I guess my. Uh, what I've collected and what I've started to invest in has obviously changed over time as kind of the mm-hmm. markets change. Um, so right now, like I'm kind of you know focusing on like a lot of the uh, like vintage goats, like, so like Jordan vintage, but like Jordan rookies, even like things like that. I think you're at a decent price point right now where um, I know it's kind of boring, but uh, like the, the Fleer stickers uh, I think are good, underpriced right now or as far as goodbyes i mean they could still go lower um but as far as like what i'm kind of focusing on i think those are solid buys like the psa 8s or like bgs excuse me 8.5s or bgs 9s even i think are good buys right now um just because of like how clean some of those bgs 8.5s and bgs 9s are um and being so close to like 9.5s too some of them have the chance you could resubmit and hope for one of them or two of them to bump in like a GCR graded card review or something like that. So, but I think just long-term I'm kind of focusing more on my collection and like my investment kind of quote unquote portfolio into uh, more of like the proven guys. Um, I never really got into like prospecting like hardcore. Like I was never a, a, a ball, a bull bull collector or anyone like that. But, uh, like I, I definitely went after like a lot of like when I first got into it, like Luca prisms, Jaw prisms, but um, you know I've kind of fluctuated now into much more of like the the vintage and like the the guys that have already proven themselves, and I'm starting to collect like uh, LeBron tops Chrome, like PSA nine and like BGS nine point fives are kind of at I think at a good price point right now. They're pretty low, so I mean someone like him who doesn't have a, I mean not he always has attention on it, but right now. They're kind of down. So, you know, just like how people are in the sports world, it's what have you done for me lately. But they, they're the type of team where LeBron can get healthy and the team can get healthy and they can catch a run. And it's like then all of a sudden his prices are right back up. So, you know, yeah. with him, it's not as much prospecting. He's much more of a proven guy. He's been in the league for so long. He's won championships, MVPs. It's like, you know, he could they could have a miserable rest of the season and it might hurt his short-term value. But I think eventually – his stuff goes back up, you know, just kind of like what Kobe's and, and uh, Jordan's stuff has done too over time. Yeah, I think unquestionably LeBron Re- LeBron is at worst number two all time, I think. And people will argue one or two with Michael, and that'll go on for the rest sure. of the time until right. all of Michael Jordan uh, hookers decide to die. Which will be soon, so right. don't worry about them. I'm, are you on Team Jordan? See, I, I'm team Jordan, but I'm also, you know, I'm not a LeBron hater either where it's like, I can, well, respect, I can appreciate that. It seems yeah. like everybody who's a Jordan nut hugger is like, a, anti a complete LeBron, LeBron yeah. like, is even a, like, 
average player. And I'm just right. like, you guys are just delusional. <laughs> you guys all have dementia. Right. It's hard too. You know, that was their first yeah. love, a lot of people. So it was like, you know, the first guy that they fell in love with as a player and, and, uh, you know, and they, they, when they feel someone else that's putting pressure on that title, you know, they get a little defensive, but I was oh, yeah. kind of in they, that, they that, that time period though, where it was like, you know, I was able to appreciate some of Jordan. I mean, I was kind of young when Jordan obviously was in his prime, but you know, I still remember him being, you know, playing at least, but then obviously I was able to witness Kobe and then able to, to witness LeBron his whole career as well. So it's kind of been, you know, I wish I was maybe born a couple of years earlier so I could witness maybe and remember a little bit more of Jordan in his prime. But, you know, it's been interesting to kind of see the the difference in the, the three players and just kind of how they, you know, one kind of passed on to the next, you know what I mean? As far yeah. as, uh, you know, who we kind of look forward to as the main guy in the NBA. So it'll be interesting to yep. see too who LeBron kind of passes the torch to, whether that's Steph kind of, I know Steph's kind of old too now, but you know, whether he has a don't few more years. Don't even mention Kevin Durant. That guy's a sleazeball. <laughs> I don't, I'm not a big KD fan. So God, but. KD is the most softest human being <laughs> with the most talent I have ever seen play. In the NBA. Greatest. He, uh, great, he could be the, he literally is probably the greatest scorer of all time. Like pure scorer. hundred yes, percent. Because yeah. his, his talent is so He's, high. Yeah. But my God, like, Grow a pair of nuts. And he's just, I mean, he's so small. Like, not small, but just so skinny. Like, I thought he would, you know, put on a few pounds. Like, look at Giannis when he came in. You know, yeah, I mean, he was as skinny as can be. But now he's like, you know, he, he worked at it. You know, I, I just, I don't know personally, but I, I just don't know if KD has as hard of a work ethic maybe as Giannis and Watch, I'm sure on one of his body. burner accounts are going to hop on the stream. <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah, KD again. burner is about to pop up. going to get tagged. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll go back into the PWCC. So, so first one, Brady contenders auto out of 100 sells for 1.29 million. Brady, greatest quarterback of all time. Arguably, maybe the greatest athlete in, well, I won't say athlete, greatest sports figure in all of sports. I mean, just unquestionable goat. Like, no one even rivals him. Yeah, it's like kind of the conversation we had last week, like Hall of Famer or not. If you have to think about it, they're not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, well, I you don't have to think about it. Brady exactly. is number so, one. Greatest He's of all time. You don't you don't have to yeah, you don't have to think about it. Greatest of all time. Well, one that surprised me, Luca a Luca not okay, so I'll bring this up. 2018 NT Luca RPA out of ninety nine. Granted it's a nine five ten, sells for three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So if I take that and I go over to Card Ladder, you could have gotten for the exact same, well, pretty much the exact same price. For 384000 you could have got an 03 exquisite LeBron James patch auto, RPA, out of 100. The exact same, like, same numbering and the patches game used from his rookie year. And you're telling me you could get that for pretty much the same price? So that's what's wrong right now. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Because it's like we've said, like Luca's not going to win a championship. No, not on not on the Mavericks. I would say not in Dallas. Not in Dallas. Mark Cuban likes his money too much. I just they've I don't know they've had a I feel like plenty of chances too where 
yes. they could have gotten other guys or tried to at least start to rebuild around them and they just they just swap guys out i feel like you know it's like they'll trade someone and it's like did that really help the team or did you pretty much just replace that guy with someone else that you know yeah. has a different yeah. last name and a different number basically so then but, uh jimmy since you're a basketball guy neil i'll pause you for a second since you're a basketball guy what is your take on this whole the zion situation because you know he was the most hype player of all time and now he's an ice cream man and who knows will he ever play basketball again is that hype real like right he basically destroyed the card market and then <laughs> all of his he's got twenty thousand psa 10 base cards <laughs> right so no, it's like, I, you know it's tough i mean i i thought a lot of it was just like you know naysayers kind of just talking about you know, his injuries and, and whatnot. And then when he, he didn't come back after this last stint there where they basically just ruled him out of like doing any type of activity or whatnot, that kind of was the first time I was really like, I don't, I don't, I don't really have any like high end Zion myself. I never really like got on the Zion train just because, you know, I just never was that confident. I was just more of like a Luca or a jaw guy just because of, I'm going to prospect, quote-unquote. Those are just two guys I kind of believe in more than, than obviously, Zion at this point. So, thankfully, I never really invested too much in him. But, I mean, it's just scary. Someone as young as him, and when they just shut him down like that, it's like that's the type of thing where it's – I mean, he was injured how much of last season, you know, or the year before. You know, and it's like he played how many games. And so, I don't know. It's just if you look at the amount of games that he's been available to play – since he's been in the league, it's just pretty scary. And the fact that his weight hasn't really gone down at all, and if anything, he's put on weight. And so that's the other thing. It's like if he's putting on weight, he, you know, it's obviously going to be much worse as far as for his injuries go, recovery. So, I mean, I feel bad for the guys that have spent, you know, five, six figures on Zion, especially like, I mean, if you look at him, you know, at, at Duke and you watch some of those highlights, it's just like, you can't believe how much bigger he is now. I mean, he really is. Like, you thought he was big back then, but, like, you look at him now, and he's just, like, I don't know. So, I mean, I hope that he's not a, a Greg Oden or whoever you want to call him or someone that just, you know, ends up being a flop. Because if you look at the way he played in college, like, he was just so electrifying. Like, every time he got the ball, you were just like, you know, what's he going to dunk or how's he going to, you know? So you just kind of wish – because the NBA – would be so much better if they had a player like that. You know what I mean? Like they need a Zion. They do. It's yeah. LeBron. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. I know. I mean, LeBron's gonna retire eventually. You know, right? So no, he's not. <laughs> LeBron and Brady are going until they're both dead. <laughs> right. No, I agree. I agree. But you know, there's someone. There's got to be someone. You know, I think Luca's great, but Luca's. I mean, plays a certain way, and he he's fun to watch. But Zion just had a different. Hey. Explosiveness. Your boy, your boy Jaw is fun to watch. I mean, he I put agree. his nuts in Kevin Love's face and yeah. sent him back into counseling. Like right. it was bad. <laughs> like he has no, mental health issues. He does now after seeing that happen. After seeing yeah. that, right? No, I agree. Jaw's Jaw is fun to watch. Jaw's super explosive, and I don't know. He plays with the chip on his shoulder, and he plays so hard. You know, he's just he's a better version of Westbrook in my opinion, you know, and just much younger. So I think he's got the explosiveness, but he's also just more, more skilled in my, excuse me, my opinion. 
It might as well just Pelicans might as well just trade Zion to to the Knicks so he can no. go be with Cam Reddish and just hang out RJ. They, right. The, be with the Duke okay. trio. Zion has two things on Zion. Number one, him and the Pillsbury Doughboy both weigh over 350 pounds. True. Num- number two, they both do not currently play in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> also true. Very true. <laughs> and that might be forever what happens to Zion. You know what? Yeah. Maybe maybe the Pelicans should just trade for the Pillsbury Doughboy because right now that guy has more athleticism than Zion does. I know. It's just I just can't believe it. You know, I really thought that. I don't know. I, I mean, he's, his career's not over. I mean, you hope it's not, but you just hope he can come back and at least do something in the NBA. You know, I mean, the yeah. NBA, I think. Yeah, eat donuts on the sideline. <laughs> right. Hot dog eating contest. At least do yeah. something. Do something, right? I don't know. Yeah. And that don't commercial he had, I don't know if you saw that commercial where the Mountain Dew commercial where he was like eating Dude, Doritos on the, on the couch, drinking Mountain Dew. I'm like, what a terrible commercial for him to be doing right then. You know, he's like in this big, he looked terrible, and he's in this big, bulky sweatsuit, and I'm like, it's just a bad look for the guy, you know, so. He reminds me of Dwight Goodman from Dodgeball, right after he loses. <laughs> oh, he does, <laughs> right? yeah. Pounded chip fried chicken on a couch. Right. Okay, all right. A couple other ones. Josh Allen, 240000 for a logo 101, Bill's logo. I think that's a pretty strong sale for a guy that, literally is carrying the entire Buffalo Bills world on his back. Right. I feel bad for that guy. I mean, he is killing it. I mean, I live out in western New York, so I live like 45 minutes from Buffalo, and it's just like people are so sad right now. I mean, I are feel they bad all for... jumping through tables again? Dude, it's like, I mean, they're just, they're so sad. I mean, they, they, uh, I mean, I'm a, I mean, originally I'm a Cowboys fan, but as I've gotten older, I've turned more into a Bills hey, fan. Hey, Dak for president. Isn't that right, because, Caleb? <laughs> just because, you know, it's kind of the local team. But, uh, you know, I don't know. They're they're definitely going through it right now, so I feel bad for them, especially Josh Allen. I mean, he couldn't have, couldn't have played much better than what he did. So, yeah. And that defense was just atrocious, you know. I mean, yes. give, giving up 50 yards in 13 seconds. Is bad. Heartbreaking. You know, it's yeah. like. Bad. Oh, but that's the game. Yep. So. All right. Couple more. Uh, so this one got me. 2003 Topps Chrome Refractor LeBron BGS 10, only 105,000. I'm sure that I don't know what the pop is on that. If, I don't know. Kel, can you get that real quick or do I got yeah. it? I don't know what the pop on. But that's got to be super low. But that, that seems said- cheap, doesn't it? Tops Chrome Refractor BGS 10 LeBron BGS 10 LeBron Tops Chrome Refractor BGS 10. Two things. I mean, I think the the LeBron market, like I was telling you, is is down right now just because the team's down. Um, they're not doing well, so I think that's one thing. And then the other thing is too. BGS 10s have lost, in my opinion, a lot of their premium that they once held. You know, I think, you know, before at least yeah. a couple of years ago, we, we, uh, especially with the higher end items, you know, I think we really saw a difference between like the PSA 10 and the BGS 10, but, mm-hmm. but now I don't know if it's what it is, but, uh, that does seem low. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe BGS is, BGS 10s are a buy now. Maybe they're, <laughs> maybe they're so low. Maybe they're a buy. BGS 10. Yeah. Buy that. Straight cash. <laughs> 
A um, couple others. So we had an MJ, a PSA 10 MJ, go for 288000 I think that's, I think looking at the market or looking at the, kind of the trend, it's been hovering like at three to 350 to 400 So that was pretty low, I thought. Now, could it be that like people are focusing on football right now just because football's so hot? We've probably had the greatest football weekend of all time right this past weekend i don't know um that that so like i was listening to a podcast today 86 fleer michael jordan was the number one graded card of december Mm -hmm. how many more fleers are there out there right i did see that too as well and that's the other thing it's like you know the population is too high, isn't it? I mean, how many are out there? But then also, you know, how many, you know, how, how strict are they going to get with the grading? You know, so yeah. people keep submitting them just like anything else. Um, I think as more gets submitted, they're probably going to get more strict on them is my guess to try and not saying that's right, but just kind of what happens naturally, if you want to call it, when uh these grading companies uh, start getting a lot of these cards and realizing the uptick in the population but it does make you think uh you know how many of them are out there because originally like i have a lot of cousins that you know grew up in the 80s and when the 86 clear set came out it's not like it was in super high demand or anything like that like it was actually like high printed and for a while like people couldn't like they like discounted the packs for a while and tried to like get rid of them and sold them to gas stations and then obviously when when jordan kind of solidified himself then obviously that stuff started to become more and more valuable because that was quote unquote his his rookie card you know his first license card if you want to call it but uh so you know I don't know. So I think a lot of those people are going back in their collections and maybe they're finding their old Jordans, realizing that they had them and, and submitting them. But it's like, like you said, how many are out there? You know, it's like how many people can are going in their closets realizing they have five, 80, 86 through Jordans that they haven't graded before. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. so that's the other thing, you know, I, and also what we don't realize, not saying it's a huge majority, but a lot of those 86 through Jordans do get cracked and resubmitted for grading. Yeah. So I think we are seeing a lot of like going back and forth between like BGS eights that think they should be better, you know what I mean, and stuff like that. Maybe not a lot of it, but I think some of it is that because when things are cracked, it's not like they take that off the pop report. You know, when you crack a slab, it's not. You know, what I mean that stays in the pop report. So yeah, you got to send back the actual like the cert the right, to, to you get gotta it. send it back for them yeah. to take it off yeah so i mean like who's actually going to send it in to do all that like i'm not doing that work exactly so yeah. nobody does you know so yeah. that stuff stays on there so i think um you know there's some of that too but no i agree i mean it's like how much 86 clear is out there you know it's interesting but so that's so, why i've kind of been looking at too uh possibly buying like a 86 clear sticker uh, rookie auto, like finding one that's autographed because I yeah, think yeah. that might be the next. I don't want to say like next play, but I I kind of feel like those are maybe slightly undervalued just because there's so few of them out there because he stopped signing them so early. You know yeah. that was kind of one big thing he did besides like at his camps that he would do. You know he just early on his agent, you know obviously like came out with a statement that he wouldn't sign 86 players. You know so I think that's part of the rareness with that, but also there's just so many fakes out there too. 
um, yeah. with those. Like I think you guys saw recently, there was a BGS one um, that was authentic. It was a BGS. It was in a BGS lab, and it had an upper deck sticker on the back, but the upper deck sticker wasn't even real, and it somehow got authenticated by BGS without them authenticating or realizing that the upper deck sticker was. So this just happened. Like I want to say, like a couple of weeks ago, I think Card Porn might have posted about it, but it, it it was in a BGS lab, and when the the person looked at the back and they sent it into customer service at Upper Deck, and they realized that it wasn't even a they couldn't confirm that it was an authentic '86 clear sticker, and it was so it essentially was double verified. So you should have felt great about buying it, you know, because they had double authentication, and basically neither of them were good. So. I've kind of been doing a little bit more homework on it, trying to like make sure when I do pull the trigger on one. So it's probably something I'll hold on to for a while, you know, just because, like yeah. I said, there, there really isn't that many autographed '86 figures. You know, I mean, if those start coming out of the woodwork, then I don't know what I'm gonna start buying. Cause it's yeah, like, you know, who knows? But there it is. Yeah, so it, heard it here first. Grading is a sham. Don't buy any more graded. Just buy <laughs> it wrong. Well, yeah. if you look at the Jordan Pop uh, PSA only. In the pop count, there's 20,762 86 Fleers. <laughs> Only 319 of them are 10. 319? Yeah. But wow. the, the the major is an 8. There's 8,186 eights. I think I didn't I think didn't um Slapsock just say they just came out with this this whole statistic statistical analysis on it. I think they said there was like twenty thousand eights like between BGS, SGC, between BGS and PSA. Yeah. Yeah, no, I That's believe ridiculous. it. There are there are a ton of eights out there. But I mean the other not thing every gotta, eight is created equal. Not every eight I mean, you know, with eighty six FLIR, a lot of it does in my opinion. Um, you know, I'd rather have one that's well centered than you know, perfect corners or whatnot. You know, that's just my personal opinion. If I'm gonna pick an, if I had the choice between two different eights, but um, you know, it, it it comes down to demand too. I mean, we gotta. I mean, Jordan is so popular, and I mean, it is one of you know either that or the Mickey Mantle. I would say, or Hannes Wagner is probably like the two or three most uh, you know identifiable cards. I would say for people that aren't card collectors or like investors or whatever on call like people that see those cards they know that oh that's a jordan rookie or that's a, a mickey mantle you know like that's yeah so that's i guess that's the one thing i think that has going for it where jordan is uh such a global figure and um i mean he really hasn't jordan stuff is just so collectible whether it's his sneakers his apparel it's just he's just such a done such a good job with his brand where I don't know. I, I feel like even if the population, I don't know how long that population is going to continue to rise. I think right now it's continuing to rise just because um, there's such a boom right now. But I think it will slow down. I mean, if it doesn't, who knows? But that's just my personal opinion. Yep. All right. Let's switch gears. Football. This past weekend. What What are your thoughts and takeaways? I should have bet on all the away teams. It's not the Chiefs, obviously. But no, it was a great weekend of football. You're going to have everybody complain about overtime rules. Um, but could you ask for better games? I think every game was decided by a score, which is yes. what you which is what you want. Right. Um, all you know, all happened on the last play of the game. All happened on the last play of the game. Like, mm-hmm. man, that's. that's that's the football you dream of. Like now, 
let's I want to jump ahead a little bit. Who's going to the Super Bowl? We'll go KC Cincinnati first. Can Joe Burrows not get sacked 87 times <laughs> so he can throw some touchdowns? Like when you when you throw a 20-yard out, you need some time to like drop back and throw the ball. But right. when you have just trash cans of offensive linemen blocking for you, it's going to be tough. Very heavy it, trash cans. If Chris jo- if Chris Jones is on, and that seems like the problem with Casey's defense, if Chris Jones doesn't play well, the defense doesn't play well because there's not very many other names. You could throw Tyron Matthews, but he's kind of a, a 50-50 hitter. Well, he's out, didn't he? Is he? He 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 left the game, didn't he? Did he? Lift the left the Chiefs game. I don't know what the injury is, but I, I'm pretty sure he left the game. I'm on that. You guys keep going. I'm on it. Right. Go ahead, Jimmy. What do you think? I mean, you know, from my recollection and from my memory, I think this weekend, um, you know, it was probably the best weekend of football, you know, playoff football that I can remember just from beginning to end pretty much. I know the Bucks game for the majority of it, um, you know, it wasn't super close, but I mean, when Brady's your quarterback, I never really doubted or, or just thought that, um, you know, they, they had no chance of winning, you know. So, um, in my opinion, it was, it was one of the best, um, you know, weekends of football that I can remember. Um, I think, like you said, if Burrow's going to be successful uh, this next weekend, his line's got to help him out a little bit. Um, he, just, he, he just gets you know, sack so much and it's just like abused no yeah and it's just like uh, Deshaun you know, Watson style he gets abused. literally and it's it's like the more you I mean you guys know the more you put your your quarterback uh in jeopardy like that you know every time you're putting him at risk of getting injured and it's like Burrow goes down and then what you know it's like you got to protect your quarterback so that's that's huge I mean if I was the coaching staff I mean I don't know how much you could fix that in a week I mean you should have been trying to work on that all season but I mean, that's got to be the focus this week, right? I mean, keep protect your quarterback, give him some time to at least make a play because if he's got to scramble and, you know, you're not really letting him use his skills to hit the best of his ability when you're forcing him to either scramble or you're sacking him every other play or, you know, you're forcing him into a rush decision every single time. And so, um, you know, but I'd like to see it happen. I mean, they're kind of the, you know, the underdog, but um, – I think they could do it. I mean, the way he's playing, the way the team's playing, but that's definitely obviously got to be a focus there for them. Yeah. All right. Tyron Matthew out with a concussion. I would assume he's probably back for the championship game. Um, so okay. we'll see. We'll see on that. I well, would, if I would the- see if you're if you're the Bengals watching against watching Josh Allen carve up the the defense. You got to be pretty confident with your wide receiving core and running back, right? Like. If you have a half a second to get the ball to Jamar Chase, he's probably just going to run for another touchdown because mm-hmm. that's what he did in the first time they played. He you have Jamar Chase, who, who who is the playmaker. T. Higgins needs to get rid of the drops. Like He had, what, two or three drops in key situations this past weekend. Joe Mixon can run the ball, but the biggest thing is going to be the offensive line situation. You might have to switch it up and play two tight ends and keep the tight ends to block or chip or do something like that, or – even if you run the tight ends off, they're going to have to chip a defensive end to buy some time. So I think that's you know. that's fine because the strength is not necessarily the tight end of the Bengals. That's the wide receiving no. core. So yeah, no. send them, keep them in and chip a little bit. Maybe give you a little extra second. You know, so, maybe yeah, 
Yeah. You're, you're, I, the game is probably going to be a quick game, and like I said, T. Higgins is going to have to be the one that steps up. Yeah, I agree. Either that or resurrect Tyler Boyd from the grave. Something. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I agree on that. I think Chad Ochocinco is ready to come in at any point. He's yeah, still yeah. open. Still free agent. Still, still free agent. Still open. Still yes. open. So on the other side, let's go ahead and talk about your your Rams because that's what you want to do. I will say I was about ready to jump off the ledge of my <laughs> my loft right now with about you know two minutes left in the game, but Cooper Cup should be the MVP of the NFL this year. Come How on. do you let Cooper Cup run past you in cover two man? Uh, hey, hey. Who when when in history are you ever gonna key on the white guy as a wide receiver? When he's uh, leading the right? NFL in touchdowns and, yeah. and receptions, I'm putting two people on him. Yeah, well especially in a play like that too. It's just 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 right down the seam. That, right. That's the worst part is like the safety's just like, well, I let him well, run by and then realize I'm the safety. I need to go chase right. him. There's no one else back. Yeah, it's like that. You're did you, it, did you, know, you like, so I read an article on this that it just came out. Obviously, I follow everything on the Rams. So it was a, it was a post-game interview that the play was actually not designed for Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup was supposed to draw them up so that way they could get underneath. Mm-hmm. So he was actually the decoy. It just so happens that they when the safety comes up, they knew it was the decoy, so they they thought it was the decoy too. So they so just they let him go, even, and, they, yeah. and then he just, just Matthew Stafford a just dropped a dime. Oh. It's a good re- it's a good read by Stafford. If you see the the safety oh, yeah. biting up, you know if you can get it over the top, there's he your already game. had him. Yeah, he already you know was in front of that guy, that safety, so he just had to lead him, and he knew he was good, so. Yeah. So uh, tough way for tough way for Brady to go out. Do you think that's Brady's last game, or do you think he's going to come back? Last night, I I didn't think so, but I'm hearing all these reports now where supposedly you know he's he's kind of uh, thinking about that. But I don't know. I honestly, I thought you know if he won um, this year, maybe he would go out. Obviously, winning back to back, that was kind of my guess. So I think he stays sticks around and tries to win one more is my opinion. But I mean if if I would be surprised personally if he does retire this offseason. I think I think Rogers retires before Brady does, right? Yeah, now. I I do too. I agree. Yes. I, I like what do you do if you're Aaron Rodgers? Let me let me just start off by saying I am the happy I was the happiest person in the world. I didn't even care who won on Sunday when it was the Rams with us. I was just happy Rodgers I could watch him jog off the field or walk off the field and see that homeless person just walk away back to the trash can where he lives because he is garbage. And I'm Colts I don't fan. Any more Aaron Rodgers, anything about him being a good quarterback? Because when it matters most, he literally lays a giant dookie on the field. And I want to tell the Colts fans, he is not coming to Indianapolis. We are probably <laughs> stuck with Carson Wentz. We are not getting Aaron Rodgers. I'll tell you that. He'd probably make your franchise worse. I don't know. I don't you, think. I don't think. Did you watch our quarterback Colts this year? Even <laughs> did you watch Carson Wentz play football this year? He handed you guys the win. Hey, he threw left-handed <laughs> to you. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great stuff. 
I mean, we no. could still get Russell Wilson. Not like I want him either, but uh, I mean, Fitzmagic's still available. I'll take him. I don't care. Get Philip Rivers and his nine kids out of retirement. I don't. <laughs> somebody's got to be better than Carson Wentz. Sean Watson. I don't want to go with the baggage because if he does get Caleb, do you have a choice at this point? Uh, it looks like we're drafting in the fifth round from somebody <laughs> out of Liberty or Trinity or you know some Division two college. <laughs> I think the Colts are trouble in the quarterback situation the next couple of years. So For we sure. can we can agree on that part. Yeah, I I will say as a Rams fan the team that I did not want to see in the NFC championship game other than the Packers was the San Francisco 49ers. Cause I, I think the stats are like they've won the past eight games against us. Really? Yeah. In a row. So, but what that says is eventually they have to lose, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard to beat. Stop Debo Samuel. I, I agree. I think you just go for his knees. You take the 15 yards you knock him out of the game, and then you play the rest. You know, sacrifice, sacrifice for one play. One I was going to say, put some, put some do. bench player in there and take out guys that easy. Yeah, just, just aim for Debo. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll gladly have Miles Garrett come back and try and take his helmet off and smash his face. In I was like just going to say, yeah, try that. <laughs> pull, pull Miles Garrett. Do something. <laughs> Get him off the field. <laughs> Hey, so so going from football to basketball. Hey, why do why do the Lakers suck? <laughs> oh God, you know why they suck? Because they're relying on a thirty seven year old man in his nineteenth year in the <laughs> NBA. But they have the entire two thousand twelve. I was just gonna say roster two thousand score to score 30, 30 points a game, ten rebounds, seven assists, and carry that team like he is. Snow White, and he's got seven dwarfs out there playing basketball who don't does know Russell what they're Westbrook doing. Does Westbrook like open his eyes when he shoots? Or I was just gonna say. <laughs> Dude, I, I like... swear, like I have a better shooting percentage in my pickup league than this guy does. Do you think? Do you think the the Lakers would do anything to trade Russell for like Anthony Caruso again? Like. <laughs> Alex we'll take Caruso. We'll, yeah, or Alex Caruso. We'll take AC back like they right just, now. They tried, yeah, they tried to trade for return. Ben Simmons, who we know can't shoot the ball. <laughs> and they wouldn't even they, – they would – like the Sixers wouldn't even take Russell Westbrook over Ben Simmons. Yeah. Yeah. So who are your favorites going into, you know, still going down through towards playoff time? Like who do we see coming out on top in basketball? We still got a ways to go, but yeah, I mean it's tough right now. I mean, I just I think East. If, if I'm gonna make an early pick out of the East, it's the Bucks, and out of the West, um, I'm gonna go with the Warriors. Warriors Bucks. It's probably the easiest pick to make, but <laughs> it's probably the betting favorite for sure. Yeah, it probably is, but I mean, I I really think the Bucks are 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 a good team, but Giannis is he's so good, and he showed in that playoff series, that final series, mm-hmm. 
when when it when the lights are the brightest, he played a perfect game. Yeah, absolutely perfect, perfect game. Perfect. Fifty points. What was it? Eighteen rebounds or something? Yeah, only mm-hmm. missed two free throws. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Amazing. I think that kind of ignited too, like his um, confidence, you know, from the free throw line and just being able to kind of get that. What you know, I think it was just. I mean, his his form, you know, wasn't bad, and I think it was just more he was getting into his head and just kind of taking too long at the line. And I think he, once he kind of sped up his free throw routine, it gave him less time to to overthink it at the free throw line, you know, and let the crowd get into it and count 14 seconds. I think that didn't help either. So when he started to kind of pick up his routine a little bit, I think it just started to make things better. And I agree uh, totally. Like, uh, you know, they're kind of, you know, they're the, the favorite, but also they've kind of like, just because there's so much attention with other players and what's going on in the East with trades and whatnot. So I think they're kind of under the radar, but I, I agree. They definitely uh, could be the team from the East and the way uh, the Warriors are playing. I mean, if Clay can stay healthy, I mean, it's tough to to really bet against them either. I mean, someone who really has to put together. I mean, that's the nice thing about basketball is that you get to play in a series, so you kind of get to battle it out. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's not like, you know, you get one game and that's it and whoever wins, wins. So maybe not the best team always wins. It just maybe depends on who plays best. So usually with basketball and in the NBA, the better team typically will win the series just because it's hard for uh, a less skilled team to play uh, that good to get that many wins, you know, against a good team. It's just like you really have to put a lot of games together if you're not a a better team to really uh, come out on top in like a seven-game series. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I'd like to see the Warriors get it. I mean, now that you know Clay's back and healthy, you know, I don't know. It'd be kind of cool to see him, see them go to the finals again and battle it out. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. You know, I mean, like I said before, I mean the Lakers right now they stink, but if if anyone can do it, um, you know, I mean LeBron could turn it around and get the team going, but it's gonna. It's just, I don't know, it's tough. Like you said, it's like when they went after Westbrook, I don't know what they really thought they were getting with him um, as far as, like, a player goes. I mean, they knew he couldn't shoot. Um, they, you know, they knew kind of he was limited as far as what he could do. So uh, when they brought him in, I wasn't – I didn't think that was necessarily the smartest move. But now they're kind of seeing the repercussions from their actions and uh, their choices of who they brought in. So, And I think LeBron's getting sick of them too just because it's like, what do you do besides bring the ball up or dribble? You know what I mean? Or dribble and like, I think he gets some rebounds sometimes, but it's like, yeah, he's please a guard. Just, so. just don't shoot. Don't shoot. Just right. It's shoot. Like, yeah. Like so if it's, you're going to shoot, it's two feet from the rim and that's it. Like it's that's one it. thing. Exactly. And it's one thing if like you're forward or obviously your center or whatever, he's one of those guys where it's like, don't shoot. But it's really tough when you have one of your guards being a don't shoot guy. It's like, yeah. So now you're super limited because now your, your guards, you know, the two out of the, the five guys on the court that should be able to handle the ball the best typically and shoot the best, one of them is basically limited and can't shoot at all. So now you're really just relying on your point guard or shooting guard, whoever else is playing, to pick up all the shooting. And then you got to hope really that you have a good forward that can knock down outside shots because your shooting guard is just – or point guard is not able to shoot, you know, so – I think also it puts a lot of pressure defensively on other guys because, like you've seen, they can just sag off him and they don't have to play up on him very much. So they're constantly in help out and 
And so in the NBA, it's so tough to beat guys one-on-one anyways because they're so good. And now when you got that extra defender in the lane, it's, it really creates a, a difficult situation for guys. So uh, I don't know. I think they got to figure something out with, with Russ. So, But Russ uh, is also, you know. I have an idea. Russell needs to go watch old videos of John Stockton <laughs> and just deliver the ball to his bigs. Right. And, and the only shots you're taking are when you attack the rim. Like yeah, that his, his dunks are like his layups around the rim. Yeah, that's a yeah, lot. Of that's stuff. it. Yeah. You do that, you do that, you're gonna be a ten times better player. Anything right. outside of that, if you shoot, you go straight to the bench. That's the way it works. And I think we saw that when they didn't play him what the end of the last or two games ago for the Lakers. They didn't yeah. play him in the last what three, four minutes or whatever it was, and they even asked LeBron about it. And you know, I mean LeBron, you know, didn't really say much about it besides like, you know, they asked him more was was Westbrook upset about it, but uh, I mean, you know, the, if you know, you follow coaching at all, the coaches put guys in at the end of the game who they think is going to win the game for them. You know, it's not always about who starts the game, it's who finishes it. You know what right. I mean? Because when it comes down to crunch time, you know, who your best decision you want your best decision makers in there. Um, you don't want a guy shooting the three when he shouldn't be shooting the three, like Westbrook. So, um, no, I mean, that's what you got to do, but. At, at this point in the season, who would you say? Let's kind of shift this to to a card kind of talk. Yeah. At this point of the season, who's a sneaky buy in the NBA? Hmm. I mean, Giannis isn't a bad buy right now either. I mean, I would. I honestly don't think he's terrible, especially if they can make a, a good playoff run, a good championship run. Um, I mean, you look at a lot of his like. Uh, some of his rookie like autos and like some of his um, you know rookie cards I think are you know pretty fairly priced for a guy that's already got a championship, multiple MVPs. Um, he plays both ends of the court. He's still very young um, in the scheme of things. He's got a lot of years ahead of him. So I think you know someone like him um, is a decent buy right now. I mean, Ja. I don't think Ja is a bad buy. Ja Morant. Um, I mean, his stuff's kind of spiked up. Um, I mean, people really did well buying him this off season. Like at the national this year, I picked up some like decent um, Prism PSA nine like colors and stuff of his. I wish I picked up more, you know, in hindsight because it, that stuff really did spike well. Where his base stuff did did uh, spike a little bit, but um, you know, his colored stuff is doing really well. His numbered stuff is doing really well, and I think people are realizing. You know, they kind of correlate it with like fantasy sports, you know, so I don't really do fantasy sports. So that's kind of the way uh, I don't invest a ton into modern, but I like having some modern cards because it's fun watching. And I don't really bet a ton either. I mean, I do some now that uh, sports betting is legal in New York. So I've been you know just doing some here and there, but um, I don't bet a lot either. So this is kind of like when I buy modern, you know, NBA players, that's kind of like my you know, fantasy sports or like my sports betting. It's guys that I'm kind of, you know, so right now I own a decent amount of Ja still. I own some Luca um, and then some Giannis. So those are probably the three guys that I'm kind of, you know, Curry stuff's just so expensive where it's just yeah, like, he's, he's, he's one guy where it's like, I wish I bought more. Cause you know, his tops, you know, PSA tens weren't that much, not that long. I mean, in hindsight, not that long ago, a year and a half ago, they were still affordable. Now they're what, 10, 12 grand or whatever they are in PS, PSA tens. So it's like. We sold a 
we had a PSA seven that I crossed to. We crossed. We tried to cross the BGS and get a bomb. Mm-hmm. Ended up doing. It ended up getting a seven and a half. We bought it for fifteen as a PSA seven in November, and we flipped it for twenty thirteen k in cash, and then we got a Brady Bowman Chrome True Gem. So nice. another ten twelve. 10, 12,000. So, yeah. Not bad. No, not at all. I mean, that's, that's just, I mean, his stuff's just kind of gone astronomical. And, and yeah. if, you know, you were smart when, you know, you bought when he was injured, um, that was a great time to buy because it was just a matter of time for him to come back. And I mean, the way he's playing and the way he's, he's, he just gets people excited, I think, about, um, you know, watching games. So I think that kind of helps. Um, He's a generational player. He really is. Yeah. And he changed the game. And people can say, are you, you know, greatness wise, you know, however, top 10, whatever, top, whatever you want about stuff. But not many players have changed um, the game as far as like he literally, I mean, changed how it's played at every level now. I mean, it used, if you just look at like highlights from, you know, pre Steph Curry era. Uh, it was just a different game. I mean, guys just didn't come down and shoot the three ball like they do now. And I think he's made it much more of a, a inside out game where, you know, the, the, the forwards, the big guys got to be able to handle the ball too. We have to be able to shoot a little bit and uh, um, kind of become like a cross utility player, you know, and be able to kind of have those skills. So, yeah. Agreed. I yeah. sold my I sold my curries. I said it was too high. I was like, fine. Yeah, it's like, and once you get to a certain point, too, I mean, it's like, I'm waiting you know, for it's all, like to take off. Right, it's like one of those things. It's way easier to sell a card on the way up than it is on the way down. You know, like when you're selling yeah. a card on the way down, it's like you're praying that that the buyer that's interested in it buys it because the next day comps might be down two, three, four hundred bucks or whatever it is. You know, so you're kind of you're a little bit more desperate when it's on its way down than when you're on your way up. I mean. And in my opinion, too, when I sell a card, I don't mind if the card does go up. I mean, I kind of, when I sell a card, I do, I want it to go up because the person that I sell it to, like, if I want return business and I want them to come back to me, if I'm constantly selling them junk or getting them to buy stuff that's, you know, not that I'm just like pumping just to get rid of and then it ends up plummeting and they lose money, like, they're not going to keep coming back to buy from me. You know what I mean? So I try and I don't want to say like I advise people, but when they ask me my opinion, I try and just be honest about things kind of like as far as how I look at, you know, the players go and, and, and uh, let them kind of make their decisions from that. But I don't mind if I sell it to, you know, you guys, and then all of a sudden, then, you know, you sell it in a month for 2000 more. That's, that's good. That's how it should be done. If I made profit, you guys made profit. Yep. Uh, that's a successful transaction. And that means, mm-hmm. you know, we're all happy. So I think that's kind of important too. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Well, I think this is a good time to shut her down, boys. Uh, everyone's Wait, hold on. Whoa, what? Who are our picks for this weekend? Uh, do you want my heart or do you want my actual pick? <laughs> you can tell me the truth. <clears throat> I hope the the Rams lose by a hundred, and Why? Uh, because they beat the Colts. Um, no, honestly, the Rams are going to win uh, 34-31. And then the Chiefs are going to win 27-17. Hmm. Jimmy, I, go. I think uh, 
Rams, and then I think Chiefs as well, actually, too. Why? I think Mahomes, um, he's just going to, you know, play uh, out of this world. I think what he did last week for Allen, uh, he can do again. He's the type of player where he can come out and kind of have that same performance. Um, same thing on the other end, you know, with the Rams. I think, um, you know, they've kind of been the underdog or doubted or, or maybe haven't had the attention on them all year long. And I think now they're realizing how good they you know are as a team. Like you said, Cooper Cup, I mean, he's just so good. It's like I don't think he's really got the respect he deserved all season either, you know. Yeah. So I think NFL now – MVP. Yeah, I mean, now that – now that and, and after that, that touchdown, it's like – you know, now he's got a even bigger, you know, uh, resume. He's got to some stand jets, on. dude. Don't he's, watch out for that, dude. He's nuts. I mean, it's just crazy. Um, I mean, you, you really like to see guys like that. They'll come on the scene and, and make a name for themselves like that, kind of out of nowhere. Where it's like not out of nowhere, but you know, no one expected him to have the year he had this year. So yeah. it's exciting seeing players do that as well. You know, guys that you know they look like they're having fun out there. He plays hard. I mean, you can't can't uh, knock that at all. So those are my two picks. Going Rams. Shocker. Yeah. No bias here. None, None. whatsoever. None. And I am going with a new Brady in the AFC. Uh-oh. Joe Brady. He's going to get it done. Joe He's Brady. Go to a Super Bowl. Why? Why are the Bengals going to beat? Or how? Because Joe Burrow has something Patrick Mahomes does. He has the it factor. You're saying Patrick Mahomes doesn't have the it factor? Joe Brady just wins you games. Joe Patrick Brady, Mahomes, I love it. Fantastic arm. Great talent. Plays at home. Looks great. Plays on the road, eh, you never know, you know. But I think I think Patrick Mahomes, where where he's going to get into trouble, and obviously the passing games are a little bit different. But where he gets into trouble is he gets really aggressive and showboaty, and I think that's that's something that can come back to haunt him a little bit. He's very he's willing to just make the throw, like make a throw, like just force it. Where Joe Brady, Joe Burrow is, he's he's got he's just got the moxie. He may not have he he doesn't have the Justin Herbert arm. He doesn't have the Patrick Mahomes arm, but he's just he's a winner. Big football brain on that guy. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I think you guys all can attest to this from watching Tom Brady the past and Peyton Manning and these other guys like. Sometimes it's not about the rocket arm as much as it's about knowing football awareness and just yeah. making the right throw, making the mm-hmm. right read, and just getting the ball to your playmaker's hands. I don't know. Just I think it makes a big Brady. difference when, when a guy like that, like you said, he's a winner. You know, I mean, he won in college. Uh, he's won at every level. I mean, and now he's, he's winning in the NFL. So, and someone he's that been, came... He's been on the biggest stage. Right. Well, in college. Second in college, stage. yeah. I mean, if someone to come back from an injury like that and to, you know, persevere and to come back as quick as he did, you know, shows a lot about him too as well. So, yeah. 
Now, I don't get me wrong. I'm not discrediting Patrick Mahomes and his talent. I think I think he's probably gonna win a few Super Bowls, and you know. But if someone's gonna challenge him year in and year out, it's gonna be Joe Burrow. Dude just dude just gets it done. He's very good. So very good work. I'm here. I'm here for the Bengals being on top of the or the AFC North for years to come, and hopefully, he continues to to do what he does, man. Yeah. Plus, I I just it might have a little bit of something to do with that Jackson Mahomes guy just being oh a total gosh. tool bag, and his like, and his fiance or whatever she is, his girlfriend yeah, or Patrick and Mahomes' wife. Uh, yeah, her. her what yeah. Whatever just, she is. Just 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 cool it. Like like a Patrick's probably behind the scenes like, what did I get myself into? Oh, yeah. that's the other thing I was Children. gonna say. I mean, like, what does he do like in private? Does he like tell them like guys, come on, like get it together, like just embarrassing me up there, you know? So yeah, he, like, I, I, seriously, like he's probably just like when's the next time I can go to the stadium for practice because I can't stand these people anymore. Right. Yeah. And they just sit there and do TikToks on the field before the game too. Like they're just the worst. It's just yes. like, and then Patrick me? Mahomes turns into Aaron Rodgers and secludes <laughs> his family from, <laughs> they never talk ever again. Patrick Mahomes becomes the whole, the next Aaron Rodgers. We've put it, we've put it together, boys. That's there we right. go. Grows full, out his hair. Full circle. Yeah. He's homeless say, man. Homeless heard man. it here first. Yep. Heard it here first. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. That's funny. Jimmy, one final question for you before we let you go. Um, if you had unlimited funds, what would be the one card you would want to add to your collection and never get rid of? One card I would get to my collection and never want to get rid of. Um. I don't even think it's an example. Like a PSA 10 Jordan Fleer rookie with a 10 autograph on it as well. So a 10 10. Is it? That, I don't even know. Does it, is there even like a 9 10 out there? I, I, like I, I've seen I don't some, what, but I, I don't, don't know, know what the highest grade yeah. card and auto, like the double grade yeah. combo is. Like I don't think there is a 10 10 out there. Yeah. Um, I'm, I mean, because like, you know, the thing is, you know, if, if you have the the card graded or the the autograph graded beforehand, and it's like, you know, you got to send it in. And so unless you had the, like, it's so hard to get a PSA ten card oh. grade now. You know what I mean? So it's like you, I guess your best bet would would have been something that they already submitted, maybe that got a ten, but it had an autograph. I don't know, like on it, but they got it just graded authentic. So I don't know. I mean, I've seen a bunch of them, like you said, like. PSA eights and like with ten autographs, I have seen that, but I've never seen like even a nine grade card with a ten auto on it. But that'd be sweet though. I think I feel like that would be the. I mean, there is BGS ten uh, eighty six Fleers out there too as well, but there yeah, is. What an, is the pop on that? The, How many are there? The pop on the BGS ten. Um, what there's three nineteen for PSA ten, so I want to say the BGS like. I don't even know. It's less than a hundred, I want to say, but uh, Dude, I, bet, no... I bet it's like twenty. Yeah, I thought like maybe I was gonna say like thirty, twenty-eight, thirty, but um, and there's no black labels either. I do know that. So Ooh, yeah, yeah. So BGS 10s the highest graded, but uh, I don't know. I'd take a PSA ten auto and card graded probably, just because it's. 
I don't know. That stuff, that's a real grail to me where it's like, you know, PSA 10s, there's 319 other ones out there. Um, but, you know, with an autograph, even the ones that maybe aren't PSA 10 card grades, I just feel like there's just such a low, even more low populated than, uh, there's just so few of them out there, you know, that are actually real and authentic. But, so that's what I'd, eventually, I mean, I, I don't think obviously the 10-10 will ever happen, but my goal is to hopefully you know, get at least some, either a, a FLIR sticker auto of some sort um, or find a nice uh, actual 86 FLIR rookie um, auto grade. So that's kind of like the next venture that I'm kind of working on here in the next month or so, a couple of months. We'll see if I could find one somewhere and maybe trade something partly, do part cash or we'll see. So that's kind of what I'm looking for. There are six BGS 10s. Six? Okay. Six. six. And I want to wow. say Gary... Gary V owns two of them, I think, or three of them. I think the, you're right. Uh, the BGS 10. So like, he bought them early. Like he was smart. Like before people even like talked about the PSA 10 boom, like he's already scooped up like all the BGS 10s that he could find. So he, and those haven't hit like the modern auction sale since like the card boom has happened. So think about I know, that. I know, I, the PSA 10 skyrocketed, but a BGS 10 hasn't even seen auction yet. So, I mean, that's the other thing. If they're a BGS 10, uh, Jordan rookie was to hit the auction block. I would, I mean, I could definitely obviously see that going over a million dollars just because oh, yeah. when's the next time that's going to come up for sale, you know? So Never. I think guys would just spend a ton of money on it just because it's a once in a lifetime opportunity, but agreed. So, yeah. but, agreed. Yes, sir. Well, I think everybody's wasted another good hour and a half listening to us ramble. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, thanks for uh, for joining us. Um, please let everybody know where they can find you on social or, or check you out anywhere. Yeah, I mean, uh, my main uh, uh, social media platform is Instagram. Um, like we said earlier, it's retro.booming uh, at Instagram there. And then we're also uh, we're on Twitter. Um, you can follow us there. But most of what we do is on our Instagram uh, page. Uh, we've amassed a decent following there. So we do a lot of like our buying and selling and whatnot and uh, giveaways and stuff. We just do primarily on there. So that's our main page to find us. Uh, my name is Jimmy and I am the owner. So if you ever have any questions at all about cards or anything, um, feel free to reach out. Happy to talk with you guys and, and help out any way I can. Awesome. Sweet. We appreciate it. Once again, I got to thank all the people that support us. Uh, Slab Savers, protectyourslabs.com. Uh, graded card solutions, gradedship.com, prospect.cards, and Nation Golf. Remember, we're doing a giveaway next Monday. We will yep. pull a random person to win a 2000 Upper Deck SPX Randy Moss game used jersey ball auto. What you have Ooh. to do, you have to either follow the Facebook page, that's facebook.com backslash the Dream 3 podcast, or our YouTube channel. Subscribe there. Give us a like, a thumbs up, comment below, and share it. Then we'll put your name into a randomizer, and we will randomize it next Monday. Somebody's going to win a nice car that's in Neil's bank right now. No, it's I have it now. Did, did, you, did you pull it out? Yeah, I pulled it out. Okay. Okay, yeah, so, we'll, it yeah. so Neil has me now. We will not backyard breaks you. We we promise <laughs> that. No, we will give this away. <laughs> you guys are donating it to uh, the local boys and girls club. <laughs> we, I'll tell you what, we will give it away and donate to the local charities. How about that? <laughs>
to the Boca uh, Boys and Girls Club because they obviously didn't get a donation. So, so we'll, yeah, we'll I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure they had a stack of one dollar bills with a hundred on top. Because, yeah, I was gonna say either that or facts. yeah, it was like uh, their parents' money, probably one or two. So yeah, Daddy, I, I need some more boat money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So if you miss the live stream, always remember that we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify the next day. So if you can, give us a download, listen, tell your friends. But until next time, thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Take care, guys.